Welcome to Beside the Burn for Friday the 17th of February. We're getting very close to the end of Matthew's Gospel today, Matthew 27, verses 1 to 31. And can I uh, just remind you once again about the new series starting on Wednesday for Lent. If you want to get the book to follow along, it's Truly, Truly, I Say to You by Adam Ramsey. And details are on the blog and you can follow along each day with a chapter from the book and also the recording here on the website. As we reach a stage in Matthew's Gospel, uh, Jesus has been betrayed. He has been handed over to the high priests in the Sanhedrin and they have been trying him. And now he's about to be handed over to Pilate. And in today's reading, we uh, find um, Judas, first of all, coming to terms with what he has done in betraying Jesus and handing him over for trial. Uh, Judas has been paid uh, by uh, the religious leaders of the day. And we find here that the religious leaders actually do have some form of conscience. They were quite happy to pay the money to Judas so that he would hand Jesus over. They're quite happy to then try Jesus and convict him and send him for to death on the cross. But whenever Judas gives them back the money which they had paid him, they look at that money and they consider it to be blood money. And they can't put it into the treasury of the temple and therefore they use it to buy the potter's field and that is used as a burial place for foreigners. And it's strange, isn't it, that here we have these religious leaders and there's no sense of consistency with them. They seem quite able to bend the rules in one way and then whenever they look at that, they can't bend them another way and they put their foot down. And we find that so often with folk who will keep rules in one particular way that suits them and then quite happily bend those rules in another way. And the whole secret to following Jesus and living the Christian life is to live a life that's consistent, to apply Jesus' rules to every area of your life, not just the one area that you think it suits. And then we have Jesus here who then comes before Pilate and Pilate realises that what the religious leaders of the day do not realise, that Jesus is innocent, that there is nothing to convict him of that if he's going to be crucified then it's against all the rules and regulations that they have but Pilate bows to the pressure that's being put on him and allows Jesus to be crucified and then whenever Jesus is taken he is mocked by the soldiers the crown of thorns is put upon his head and again there's that little detail telling us once again that Jesus is the king and that this is how he enters into his kingdom. This is how he prepares for the kingdom, by going to the cross. And the soldiers are mocking Jesus by saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And yet they are actually declaring what is true, and they are showing us what is true. So let's read together uh, chapter 27, verses 1 to 31, and... Uh, we continue the, the story up to Easter. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and elders of the people made their plans how to have Jesus executed. 
So they bound him, led him away and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us, they replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priests picked up the coins and said, It is against the law to put this into the treasury, since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field as the Lord commanded me. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge to the great amazement of the governor. Now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked him, Which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, his blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him, put a scarlet robe on him, 
and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. And then they led him away to crucify him. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, whenever we read this account of Jesus' trial and how the soldiers mocked and beat him, our heads hang with shame because we realise that it is because of our sin that Jesus went through this ordeal. It is because of our sin that Jesus went to the cross. But Lord, we also realise that there was nothing we could do. We could not die for our own sin. We could not bring forgiveness of our sins. And so, Lord, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Saviour, who came and offered himself to die in our place so that we might have eternal life. And therefore, Lord, we worship you this day and we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.